to the 26th episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. Here we are on this Friday, uh, right before homecoming weekend. It's a big weekend, as we know. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch, as always. Noah, this is a big weekend this weekend. We're riding off 5-1 and one record, a big win last week, as we know. And it is homecoming weekend. We expect a lot of fans to show up. We expect a lot of uh, you know, tailgating, a lot of good vibes, knowing how good of a day it's going to be. So we're definitely excited. Oh, yeah. Very excited and can't wait to uh, see how many people come back for homecoming. Uh, I was talking to one of our friends that's a fill-in professor over there today, and he said uh, campus is packed right now. Former people, he he notices that when he was over there at school, he's seen. And it's uh, the, the city of Carbondale is buzzing and this this southern illinois is gonna be buzzing this weekend i can't wait for it yes you're right we do know somebody within and he's able to give us an update around the area and what the vibes are and we've been seeing on other stuff and hearing on radio and people uh promoting this game big time for a lot of people to show we know they're preaching for a lot of alumni to be at this game as well uh and we know like the basketball team will be showing up so we'll get into some other <clears throat> and who we play actually obviously that's of worth uh, noting and talking about clearly. We will get to that at the end of this. We are excited for homecoming weekend. So I want to mention actually real fast, because uh, we mentioned the last one, that Michael Pruitt's not able to make it to the induction, and we are pretty sure it is tonight. People have been talking about, so we will get to that and on a different pod of who actually is going to be there, someone of other importance. So now let, let's get into, let's jump into this, Noah, some little stuff uh, to fill out from this past week. Before we get into that preview, uh, there was a tweet earlier in the week that uh, about the Iron Man, Anthony Knighton, and a record that may never be broken at SIU. Anthony has started 50 straight games at defensive end. I mean, uh, alone, that, is, that seems like that will never be broken because we've talked before, Noah, how it seems like he's been fighting injury the last couple of years, and that obviously he hasn't missed any games you know, it, it somewhat would feel like that. And his production obviously might have taken a hit over the last couple of years due to nagging injuries that he's played through. But 50 straight games, that, do you think that will ever happen again? That's a defensive end. This is let alone any position that might not happen again. Yeah, that's that's definitely tough to beat, especially now he's got that extra year because of COVID. So I would, I would highly doubt it would be broken. We might not ever see that again. That is dating back to... Well, he started his, his very first game of his career, September 9th, 2017. And we, we click on Anthony's name. We tag him in tweets when he does something well. He hasn't been active on there in three years. But if you scroll down a little bit from December of 2017, their freshman year, uh, it says here, Jordan Berner and Anthony Knight, two members of Coach Hill's first recruiting class as head coach, named freshman All-Americans. So that's pretty fitting, knowing that both of them have come a long a very long way to being who they are today for our team now. And that's cool seeing that they were freshman All-Americans all the way back then. That is really cool. So you're right, Anthony, 
it's definitely an Ironman. We'll be looking for him to break that record at some point this year, and then on uh, tomorrow is a great day to do that. Uh, there's that, Noah, and then there was a tweet about where legendary Lando stands all time and uh, where he stands in catches and yards and all that jazz. If I could find it here for a second, he, I had it. I got <clears> it. Yeah, he is number. He is last week was unbelievable. He's now number three, and with and receptions with 182, he's 15 shy of number two. So it's safe to say he might. I mean, he'll get a lot of that. We're hoping, obviously, tomorrow and moving forward, he will easily break that. And his 2,315 receiving yards are good for third. He's 286 shy of number two there. That's, I mean, he'll, he'll beat that as well. we got however many games left. He's beating that. And his 16 touchdown receptions are good for sixth. And, he is, and like I said, he is 2027 Hall of Fame eligible. He will, without a doubt, be going down in that. No, but we, it's crazy how, obviously, we know how well he's been playing that we didn't think that some of these other records, and Mike Cole holds some of these, that he's creeping up on a lot of Mike Cole stuff. He's obviously, like we said, being inducted tonight even though he's not showing up but that's crazy no we didn't think he honestly had a chance he, Cornell Craig will never be caught but especially for number two Noah Landon is like we said leaving his legacy yeah he definitely is and uh yeah those two we mentioned he might have a chance to break some of them but yeah some will never be caught and he's gonna continue to climb and there's a lot of more room for him to get even more higher on those rankings exactly we have a long season yet to go, counting potential playoffs. So Landon will easily be uh, ushered into number two all time in a lot of those. Like we said, Cornell Craig will never be caught probably. So so kudos to Anthony and uh, Landon and where they stand in their <clears throat> all-time uh, ranks in SIU history. Now Noah Big Z, we wanted to mention some uh, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, of all of our leaders, and Big Z is one of them as well. He was named Student Athlete of the Week this week with a 3.879 GPA. Prairie Farm Student Athlete of the Week, Offensive Lineman of the Week as well. So we know, Noah, that Z's, we talked multiple times how much he's got to play for this year, and especially with Kevin Francis being hurt, that Big Z will even be even more key. We know he can play center, and he did on that one play this past week, and Jimmy Wormsley will be filling in the starting lineup, but... This is a good uh, accomplishment for Z, and I, like I said, it will be big time relied on the rest of the way. Absolutely. He's the leader of this football team. And, uh, yeah, what he's been through and what he's playing through, it, it's crazy to see how he continues to be able to do what he does. And, yeah, shout out to him making offensive linemen the weekend, not and Perry Farm student athlete of the week. You're right. And all the stuff that he's been going through, it, it's crazy that he's – able to and obviously it's one of those things obviously in life you just got to push on no matter how hard it is so we definitely uh, respect him for this so much and he quoted he quoted this tweet and said blessed we need Saluki Stadium rocking this Saturday hashtag pack the pound which a lot of players are saying that so that is true like I said we'll get into more of that uh, now Noah let's let's uh, let's usher into the recruiting update as we know obviously we'll keep updating people on our commits and there are games uh, every single week, but we also have some new offers to talk about and maybe uh, some more visits coming up for tomorrow. Yeah, we got uh, we got two new offers this week, uh, two JUCO guys. So we're looking at the JUCO route right now. Uh, the first one was 
Receiver Darius Lassiter. He's 6'3", 200 pound at Butler Community College. He just got offered today by SEMO. That's only that by his Twitter scrolling back and not scrolling back for hours, but that's the newest one I could see. Then the one today was uh, defensive tackle Darius uh, Filowich. Is it Darius? No, it's Darius Johnson. <laughs> I think we were, that's when we were talking about pronunciations, and I wrote down Filowich because we were talking about it. But uh, Darius Johnson, 6'3", 300 pounds, Garden City Community College. Uh, visited Washington State University, but offers from like uh, South Dakota, Houston, a big one, Liberty, Incarnate Word, and Northern Colorado. Not bad. So, yeah, we are going to the JUCO route. A lot of more experienced guys we've mentioned before because we've already uh, kind of uh, got into the, what the depth chart could look like after the fact, and we won't discuss it on here until after this hopeful, successful season we have just to see what the future holds. And we mentioned how even for football and basketball, the recruiting or the transfer portal and the recruits even through JUCO, especially for football, obviously for JUCO, that uh, – uh, definitely get more of that experience because we've seen how this experience this season with guys that have came in here have paid off and uh, how important those guys are for how we finish this season. So, yeah, that is, that is noteworthy. Hopefully we can, because we mentioned we don't – some of these guys do have decent uh, other schools in on them, but hopefully with the success we continue to have, we can land them. So, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, then uh, looking at who will be there this weekend – um, Cooper Phelan, he's the he's a kid from Harrisburg. He's an offensive lineman from Harrisburg. He was I believe he was at the last home game as well. So he, since he's literally thirty minutes away, he can he'll probably be at every home game. So hopefully we can sell him and maybe get him over there and keep him in our at, keep him from leaving our backyard. Then uh, Joseph Shannon, he's a 6'3", 235 pound defensive lineman. Uh, he will be there this weekend, so that'd be a big time get. And um, I believe there's one more, if I can remember, off the top of my head. Oh no, that was just Jaden Tandy. We wished him good luck this week. He's a DB, so that is it. And looking at our going into our commits, um, Connor Lair is West Plains is six and one. They're at two and five Waynesville tonight. Um, Jimmy Lansing, Chaminade's three and four. They are at, or they're hosting uh, four and three Lift for Life Academy. Uh, Ryan Schwindeman, Saint Dominic, they're four and three. They are at a uh, Mary Institute in Saint Louis County Day High School. So that should be a good game. Uh, newest commit Charles Young, uh, Lutheran is five and two. They're at two and six Lutheran South. Um, our boys at Lutheran North. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Lutherans. Yeah. Uh, Brian Brown, Jalen Banks, uh, they're four and three. They're at a, a two and four Bishop Mage school. So uh, then our boy down in Georgia, Ryan Chanley, uh, Cherokee High School, three and four at a Owen or versus a Owen six Atoa school. So a lot of things going around. Uh, Jimmy's. Lucky he sent us a leak, so I'll tune into his game tonight, and I'll look around for some other links, see if I can get and watch some of our other recruits, and we'll keep you updated Monday and see how it went. Yeah, we always keep touch with our commits and how they're doing, and we mentioned how some of these other recruits that we're, that we're in on will be making visits. We've talked before how we've only had two home games this year. Jimmy Lansing's been at all of them. Uh, 
Chandley made one. We know Charles before, obviously, he committed. He made the home opener. So we're not sure if any more of our commits will make these games. It seems like, obviously, we talked how many St. Louis guys we have on board that some of them would be able to make it. We're not 100% familiar with that. We haven't talked to any of them about it. So maybe we'll see them. We know we'll see. From where we usually sit, we'll be able to get a good look of uh, everybody that sits in that area and who's on the field pregame if one of us gets there in time to see it. So, yeah, it's always great to see because it's just crazy thinking of all the Lutherans that got up there and all the kids we got up there in St. Louis. And we need to, definitely need to stay in that area in our recruiting because I think a lot of these guys will end up being really good players. So, Noah, uh, we didn't talk about it. We always talk about it on Friday because it always comes out. But how's uh, the bracketology looking this week? Hero and uh, Sam Herder came out with his. And then Brian McLaughlin, who we haven't heard of in a while. We didn't think it was covering the FCS anymore, but he's got one. But let's start with uh, Sam's. Yes, Sam's and FCS Hero Sports over there. Um, He has got his new bracketology. I believe he, uh, well, if I could find it here. I lost it. Oh, here it is. This is 5.0, so uh, this was three days ago. The field, he has us jumping up from, I believe he had us at eight last week. Yeah. So after our big win, have us jumping up to number five. So the teams in front of us, Villanova, who went on the road at uh, JMU, James Madison, big win. Uh, North Dakota State, who's at the top of the valley with us right now. Sam Houston, still undefeated. And Eastern Washington, who probably has the player of the year in the country. So that's a big one. Looking at what we'd see as a five seed, we would host the winner of ETSU and Davidson. So that'd be a big one. Then uh, we would see in our in our individual bracket, we would see number four Villanova, who would host Delaware or Holy Cross. Uh, Delaware or Holy Cross is a potential upset, I would say, in that Villanova. So we could see another home game potentially, but we're on the same side as uh, seated wise, Eastern Washington and Montana. And depending upon how, obviously, the rest of our conference season unfolds and if we end up being the one seed, who knows where we'd end up. But seeing this, yeah, how it would play out, that this is best-case scenario because you look at the other side with Sam Houston, South Dakota State again, North Dakota State, and James Madison. A lot of uh, teams one would fear, it seems like, obviously, two that we know very well. But our side, Eastern Washington, we mentioned, yeah, the player of the year potentially. Montana's a good team, Villanova. If those are the top teams we'd have to get through, in order to get to Frisco, I think we're liking that. You know, there could be an upset in here as well. So, yeah, uh, I think you, we would definitely take this side. Yeah, you mentioned that other side, and those are the four teams that everybody said uh, were far, far and superior than everybody else. And they're at number two, number seven, number three, and number six. So, yeah, standard, like I said, depending upon how the rest of the conference year goes, to hang on this side of the bracket would be best-case scenario. And it'd be tough to know, obviously, with five or so games left or six that – stuff to know how this one does. But like I said, we'll keep everybody updated on Sam's because that is interesting. And he even mentions on here about the stretch that we have, that it's a tougher stretch currently than Villanova as we host North Dakota, who's fighting for the playoff life. And then obviously going to UNI and hosting Missouri State, who are some teams who are also on the playoff fringe. So it is a tough stretch as we know. So yeah, he goes in a little uh, explanation on some of that. So yeah, best case scenario would be to have this play out for our side of the bracket but we'll see how it plays out but also Noah Brian McLaughlin what's his look like yeah he is uh 
he he had us at uh, the sixth seed, so he had Montana at four, Villanova at five, then North Dakota, Sam Houston, and Eastern Washington. So he doesn't. Do, he just puts his on a bracket. So I would not know who we host in his. So, but uh, I would say it would be around the same matchup. Yeah, probably. Uh, some little here. We as we remember the Kansas State game, they had those awesome helmets, the decal with the uh, red, white, and blue American flag, Saluki decal on the helmet. Then everybody was talking about. We remember seeing that it was on game day. They had a. A helmet of it on there so the whole country seemed like they noticed it as well and they said by popular demand they tweeted that people can now buy shirts that have that logo on them they said they have a link on there and i'm sure it'll be at the store who knows it might be at the it's probably at the store in the arena but i'm sure obviously because it's football related that it'll be at the store uh, at at saluki state in the one store at the one concession we noticed that they need to open up more, though, especially with the amounts of people they're expecting. But we know some some people are understaffed in there, so that's really cool. We will definitely look into getting one of those, and everybody should as well. Uh, Noah, as we know, there weren't many interviews this week. There's one we'll get to at the very end, but this one, Gene Green's been interviewing a lot of the players recently, and he got the chance to talk to Donovan after his huge week in South Dakota State. And the biggest thing that came about from this was he was asked about, you know, what, how did SIU come into the picture for him? And he mentioned how uh, Coach Hill and Coach Griffin were, you know, big on getting him here and preached family. I think obviously that's been talked about a lot and it's been talked about for not even, not only football, for basketball as well, the family relationships that we can provide. And he said he felt that right away talking to them. And he, as we talked before, that he's, only been here for what six months and he said that he'll like see these are his ride or die guys he'll die for his teammates it's just crazy that even before obviously this interview we knew how he felt about it and uh you know as soon as he felt that that relationship potential with our recruiters and our coaches that he knew it was a place for him and obviously i'm sure season we had last year obviously played a factor in it as well and then he said law enforcement was because we know uh, Galatian once talked with Gene about what he was doing and uh, mentioned what was his, he wanted to be on Wall Street. So he mentioned law enforcement. He says that he wants to try to get to the highest level of football he can, but he also knows that obviously that secondary thing is there in law enforcement. So that's a, that's a pretty deal. No, but otherwise, again, we preach the family atmosphere, and that's cool that he keeps talking about it because, like I said, whenever, hopefully, you know, we'll be getting in new transfers coming in each and every year for the experience that this is what we want to continue to preach to them when they come in. Yeah, not only as a team and a staff uh, putting that kind of environment, but as a community, uh, really shouting these guys out and showing them that Southern Illinois as a community as a whole is like a family and bringing those guys in, showing that kind of environment is really what we need. Exactly. And we remember talking about in the doghouse that was on Monday, Jack and Coach Hill were on there. You guys want to go check that out? Go listen to those. Do you have a chance to listen to those? Yeah, I listened to both of those. Uh, they were just talking about Coach Hill and the big win and how the season's going and stuff and looking forward to North Dakota. Then uh, Jax was really good. He talked about what he's been going through and the not being able to go home. So that's a really good listen. So you guys should go check that out. Yes, we, we, we talked before how the Jack situation with that and some other players – 
in either sport about fam <clears throat> family in different countries that maybe <clears throat> excuse me that they haven't been able to go see. So that probably is a good listen. Everybody go check that out. Um, now, Noah, before we get into another big thing, uh, what are some other Valley games going on tomorrow? Yeah, take a trip around the Valley. Uh, besides our game, I think there may be a couple other big-time matchups. Uh, South Dakota State, poor Western Illinois. They're going on the road to Western Illinois, so they get the, the wrath of South Dakota State after a big loss last weekend. Uh, North Dakota State's headed to normal. We know that's a tough place to play. They have a tough football team. We saw that in the first half against Illinois State. So that's a uh, really one to look, see how they see how the Bison do on the road at Illinois State. We'll see how close that game ends up. Um, Indiana State's headed to Missouri State. Expect Missouri State to win that one pretty well. Then South Dakota's headed to Northern Iowa. So that's a good one as well. Yes. And we talked about the gauntlet we got coming up, so the importance that we talked about how Sam Herder mentioned, obviously, teams on the playoff fringe. So definitely be keeping an eye out for, and we will keep everybody updated, obviously, on Monday about how those games went. Now, Noah, let's get into the Fighting Hawks. Uh, it says they were they're number 22 ranked in the, in the country, but in the coaches' poll and the media polls. And... Uh, talk about us. Obviously, the last time we've been in the top four was 11 years ago. In our last eight games against ranked opponents, though, Noah, we are 6-2. and two. The six wins are against number one, number two, number three, number four, number 15, and number 25. So that's pretty incredible. But a little bit about North Dakota. North Dakota, what's the uh, some of the personnel they have? Yeah, head coach Bubba Schweigert, as we know all Noel, uh, we mentioned Michael Pruitt earlier. Uh, he was the D.C. while Michael was here under Dale Lennon, so they has that connection. Um, Mike did a – Mike Brees did an interview. I seen it on uh, Mike Reese's SoundCloud, and he talked to him, and he was joking. And I said, uh, what are you going to do this weekend if they're, you're going to overtime and uh, you got to go for two? And he was joking with him, and uh, Bubba was like, I, I, if we're going to overtime this weekend, I'll take it against a team like this. So – he gave us props, and we know what happened last spring when they uh, first came as a member of the Missouri Valley. They pretty uh, put a whooping on us because we had uh, – Correa went down and we had some uh, turnovers, and that happened last spring. Um, yeah, Nick Baker got in that game. and I think he might, he might have thrown a pick, but he was just obviously going in the game. He was a little overwhelmed. But, yeah, we talked about – that was a good game at half, and they just pulled away in the second half. I think they're just a really good home team, so thankfully we got them on the road. Yeah, we were we were uh, up at half, and we just had some missteps, and that happened. Uh, they were picked third in the Valley, so they were picked above us. I don't know if that gives you any extra motivation. Um, I'm sure. Uh, their quarterback, uh, first team all preseason, Tommy Schuster, redshirt sophomore, and uh, running back Otis Weah. He's a pretty good running back. They are a pretty good running team, so uh, that's been their biggest flaw this year. They can't get a consistent run game like they had in the spring. So uh, if they can finally fix that, they'll be they'll be a tough match. They have a first team all offensive linemen, so they had a couple others in the preseason polls. But yeah, getting into it, um, they're they're scoring twenty four points a game. That's that's fourteen points less than us. Um, we're as a run team, so how in, in, inconsistent they've been. They only rush. They rush for 140 yards a game, which are at 162. 
So uh, that's what they like to do, and they're passing for 236 a game. So Otis Weah has uh, their leading rusher so far, 73 for 304 and three touchdowns. That's 4.2 yards a carry. Um, That'd be leading us in yards, wouldn't it? Yeah, because Donovan's our leading rusher at 263, I believe. So Without uh, playing some halves. Yeah. It's crazy, but. Tommy Schuster, he was he's one hundred eight one hundred eight for one sixty four for eleven hundred yards and eleven hundred and forty six yards six six TDs of four interceptions, so not really a good TD to interception ratio. Uh, their leading leading receiver Luke Skokna, twenty three receptions for one hundred seventy eight yards, so that's that's usually almost that's almost a Landon Lenore game one hundred seventy eight yards. Yeah. So they're they're they like to run the ball. Skokna. Skokna. That's, so, so no. Yeah, yeah so no. Okay. So that's their leading receiver. Uh, what they've done this year, they're 2-3, two and 0-2 oh in the Valley. Um, they went on the road first year, game of the year at Idaho, Idaho State, who just knocked off top 10-seeded uh, UC Davis. Uh, I know Nick mentioned them last week, like to know how they do. So they got knocked off by Idaho State, uh, beat them 35-14. Then they went on the road while we were at Kansas State. Uh, they played a Friday night game at Utah State. Was up at halftime, but ended up getting beat. Um, they beat Drake 38 nothing. Then uh, they went on a gauntlet here. Uh, they had to host North Dakota State, lost 16 to 10. Had to go at South Dakota State, lost 20 to 13, and now they're going to us. So they played some stiff competition, and they've kept it low scoring. So a lot of defense and running the football. Yeah, exactly. You're right. And it'll be a game, this game of two running teams with potential high-powered offenses at receiver to get a lot of stuff going. Obviously, we mentioned multiple, a million of times that you don't un- overlook anybody. Obviously, we wouldn't then compare to teams we played this year. You said how they were picked ahead of us. There, I think there is should be some ex- some added motivation there and what they did to us last year. Uh, so, yeah, they, of course, have a little bit of star power as well. And like I said, I think they're great home teams, so getting them on the road. And you said, yeah, they have uh, been tested so far this year, so they will be fighting for their lives. So we got to expect them to be fighting for their playoff lives. So definitely won't underlook them at all. Um, we know they're a quality team. So, so yeah, some, there's a quote here from Nick Hill from his presser. He said, I'm looking forward to another tough opponent this weekend, a team that got after us at the beginning of the season this past year and had an excellent year. It feels like we haven't played a lot of home games, just how the season was planned. They've been too great. They've been to two great environments. We're looking forward to homecoming. We want to set a standard that all of our alumni want to come back and are proud to be back, especially the past players. It obviously hits close to home with me being a past player. I want to build a program where everyone else what is feels welcome to come back. He talked how of us being number four in the ranking, he said, you sign up to be a head coach and take over a program. There's a lot of pride but none of our goals, standards, or visions of this program is to have some moments. It's staying a championship program have to, and, and to have expectations to be in those moments a lot. It's also winning a lot of games and winning a lot of championships, and we have not done that yet. Sunday in the team meeting, we talked about having the big goals, but working on the small, everyday tasks that allow you to get to those big goals. Talk about being 5-1. and one. It definitely means a lot. I know we've, we've talked, obviously, I think it was on the last pod, that uh, he does take pride in it, as obviously we should, but there's bigger goals in mind that uh, that's always focused on until you win something, that it really shouldn't matter how you feel and where you stand until you win all that. So we'll get to our predictions here in a second. 
another quote real fast on the stability at quarterback. Quote, it's everything to win. With whoever you put back there and put together a plan, you have to win football games. And I think we've done that the last three seasons since 2019. The spring and then now with a few different guys. You ask any coach that your quarterback is the guy, and he knows he's the guy with the, with that confidence there. It's really big. I feel good about our guy right now, which is Nick Baker, obviously, and we have to continue to do that. So, and real fast, I, here's an update, a quote uh, real fast about on the offensive line. Quote, we're continually getting better. I don't know a coach in the country that's going to say that they have it all figured out out front. I think Chase Evans is getting better and better. It's anchored by Z, Savion, and then both tackles have gotten strong, gotten strong together and a lot of consistent starts there. And then Jimmy Wormsley came in and battled, and I've seen and I've been super proud of Jimmy. We have a big we have a be a man award we give out, and Jimmy Wormsley was our guy this week. He was just waiting his turn from being a backup. Then you get the start and start one of the biggest wins that we've had, building up the depth consistently with Coach Olsen. Coach Olsen and I have coached the same offense for now six years. Every person on that line has been recruited and heard the same voice. So that's great. And we talked, obviously, Calvin Francis out for the year. Kind of an unexpected announced injury. They didn't think it was going to be that serious. But, yeah, Jimmy Wormsley coming in and being huge the rest of the way. We know it. Obviously, the team knows it, that he will uh, pass it with flying colors and help out the team and create those holes for even Donovan, because we know Donovan mentioned how great the offensive line is and making holes for him. So now, know as we know, we, we've talked how we haven't really known about the over-unders or the spreads of a week, but the last couple weeks we have, and what are those this week? Uh, we do not know this week. It's We're still waiting on that. Um, or the over-under. Wasn't there a spread that we saw last week on a different thing? Don't you have a... I thought there was something else we looked at that you got. There is not. It's still not available. As of right now, we're waiting on that. Um, we wish we had these by the time, but uh, we guess we say that on here, and uh, we're I'm eleven on one, and you're ten and two on the year. So we're waiting on that. We'll confirm. Um, I would I would say it's around two two scores, fourteen fifteen. I would say as a home favorite. Especially so, with yeah, especially with them struggling and us off the win we were at home. Yeah, I would say it's around two scores and uh, the over. Who knows? It's probably mid. It probably high fifties. I would say. Yeah, because wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it eighty in the Illinois State game or something? It was something crazy. Maybe not that game. It might have been that high. Not have been that high, but sixties definitely at least. Yeah, we're thinking probably in the in the fifties to sixties. In the high fifties. But if I were to say if it's in the 14 to 15 range, I'll take the minus and I'll take the under. The under and us minus the points. I will go with uh, the over because I got, I mean, running teams, and we talked before, you know, obviously things can transpire where offense can get going and one team could carry the whole over under. I'll go with the over and us minus the points as well. That's definitely a far cry from last week, us being the. Uh, the underdog and going in and whatever our predictions were for that, that ended up hitting, which was crazy. But it's a far cry, obviously, when you face teams like that on the road and then when you were able to host even a good team like North Dakota. So, um, yeah, those are our predictions on that. And then, Noah, the dogs of the game. Who are we looking at this week? Let's start with offense. Offense uh, hasn't been used much lately, a lot of first-half action. Uh, I think it's time Justin Strong gets going and uh, has a big game. 
I agree. And we talked about us running the ball and the four had a monster. We mentioned how Romero got in the last game. <clears throat> they do so well. He fumbled and we didn't see him again. And that's when Donovan kicked out in the second half. Uh, because he's riding high, he's leading us in rushing. I'll go with Donovan to get to 80 to 100 yards again and carrying the load in a game like that. Obviously, we know we'll be able to uh, be pretty good in the air. We're thinking Landon will have another big game and all of our pass catchers. So we're both going with running backs. So, but what about defense? Defense, uh, not that he has been quiet on the field. He's been active but hasn't showed much much on the stat sheet it's time for a record to be broken it's anthony knighton's time that's exactly who i was going to pick i was going to say it's time for him it seems like he'd be a safe pick every week to then obviously uh say that hopefully he gets the record so that was going to be mine but i will because they are a running team and he might get to the third level i'll go with quay to have a big game tackling again and uh, potentially having an interception just being obviously Big in some sort of fashion, definitely with tackling the ball, especially if they're wanting to run. And if they throw, he's got to be a big part of it too. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with Quay. Uh, it seems like Quay, we talk about him obviously a lot. It seems like he, we don't talk about him enough because some games he's leading us in tackles. And, you know, we talk about no tree a lot or some other guys. But Quay, hopefully he continues his great season as well. So there are picks. What about special teams? Special teams, uh, easy one would be Jack. But, uh in a in a hard nosed running style game, we might need a big play, and I think Isaiah Hartrip may get that in the special team this week. You're right, and we don't know how their kicker is. If they can kick, if they can kick it in the back of the end zone, so we'll get some opportunities. We know we've seen Isaiah completely change games, and or and you know getting good field position off kickoff. So I like that pick. Um, we've seen him a lot in action on special teams. And I know there could be, obviously, a botched punt that we could get on and all different kinds of stuff. I, I won't go kicker. Actually, no, I was going to say Dre Newman because we know we've seen him be huge uh, in tackling and being on coverage on special teams. I was going to go with him, but then I'm thinking, you know, well, you know, how likely that could happen, and he's at one out of the however many on special teams. So I'll go with Nico because he didn't kick a field goal last week that he'll have some opportunities. Hopefully we can get in the end zone. He won't have to, but... I'm thinking Nico will have some kicks in this game that'll matter. So those are our picks for that. So yeah, our records are pretty good in that. I'd say we've we've been pretty consistent in our dogs of the games picks. Sometimes we've we haven't mentioned at the end of the game who the dogs are on Monday, what who the dogs actually were, so but we're lacking our picks on that. So any final thoughts, Noah, for this for this big game? Yeah, we'll say uh prediction wise, uh they came out, if I can find it here. Uh, Hero Sports had us winning 31-14, I believe I said. So, here, I can get, get it reload real quick. I think I said 31-14. Do you remember off the top of your head? But you told me, uh, I, I'd say, yeah, I think it was like a seven. I think it was 31, seven points. 31-17 that was, so I was 17. close. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, that's what they have. Uh, so, if that's that's that would cover if it's around 13 or 14, like I said. Uh, Prediction-wise, I would say we're going to win. Um, I'll go with uh, 28 to 13. That would yeah. be covering. Yeah, because like I said, we don't know it. We're thinking it will be two scores. I'll go with a hmm, – I'll go with a 30, yeah. Well, 
31 to 14. What did you say that his prediction was? 31-17. Okay, I'll go 31-14. 17-point victory. Uh, like I said, we always expect these and different things transpire to where it definitely looks like that's not the case in any sort of fashion. But we're liking our minus or us minus the points and then the over and you have the under. So we'll, we'll check to see, obviously, what our record, how our record stands on Monday. So final thoughts, Noah? Yeah, uh, big game. It's time to homecoming. So hopefully a lot of former players and bring their families home and pack that stadium because – with a win like that last week, these guys deserve it. Pack the pound. Come in here. Let's get at least 10,000. That place holds 15. So I'm hoping about 10,000 get around that area, continue to build a, build a crowd to get each home game. We get more and more in there. Um, these, these kids deserve it. They are battling their butts off each week in, week out. Every day they're getting better, and we've talked about the gauntlet. We're going through it's whether you can go one and zero each week, and we're doing that right now. And we're focused on this team tomorrow. It's going to be a gritty game, I feel like. So uh, we're ready for it. Yeah, we talked to some of the injuries we'll still have in this game, but that hasn't uh, you know, halted us in any way so far. And we talked about how the last home game we had, you know, the home opener was had a good crowd. I think we we beat it the next game, the second game. And just seeing how packed the the dog pound was and the uh, cheers after some after a score of some kind, how loud it got. So we are expecting that. We did talk before how it seems like in the ten thousand would be right because you know they're they're preaching all this alumni. They're gonna you know a lot of the hall of famers. I think they said seven of them were gonna be uh, announced during or like uh, showed or showed off during the game. So a lot of, you know, especially people know and love the history of sports and whatever, <clears throat> just in general, that if they want to see those people be there, we, we, we drove by the stadium, seeing all the tents that they have prepared. We've seen some news outlets already being there, saying the calm before the storm and all that stuff. And yes, it should be because it's homecoming, because we're riding that win. And just in general, I mean, our only, I mean, we're proving that we can finish games, especially the last two in the last one coming back and our only loss this year was against Kansas State who we should have who we honestly should have beat so that just shows the season we've had and you're right these, these kids and these players deserve it coaching staff deserves it and all these players I mean going from Zach Barola tweeting how he wants it all packed some other players here have already lost and Big Z obviously was talking about it uh, Bryce Notree so all the players are tweeting how, how much they want fans to show up and pack the pound we mentioned the dog pound itself yes the account is active they posted earlier they drove past the stadium saying two o'clock tomorrow so they're doing the best they can we do the best that we can to promote it at all costs as well so yes five and one record you would think that would call for an enormous crowd we mentioned how with our reasons to work that we might we might not make it in time for the game but we will obviously be there we'll still tweet best we can along the way so uh, we wouldn't miss it obviously for the world in any facet so we'll try the bet our best to get there uh yeah it should be packed i'm expecting a war they talk about the weather is going to look great it's going to be cool perfect football weather it's just uh, we fully expect yeah what'd you say 10, 10 what was your predictions? around 10,000 around 10,000 10, there you have to it was, I'll, I'll say a little over nine thousand because I think it was it was seven, the home opener eight thousand maybe I think the second one so yeah it's got to be around. 10, they had twelve thousand there around twelve thousand there last week at South Dakota, 
And at the James Madison Villanova game, they had 25,000 people. You can't tell me we can't get that place at 10,000. You're right. It's just crazy that we even have to ask for it because we know how it's been in the past, but how good the team is. We shouldn't have to preach and beg for it, it seems like. But like I said, they're preparing for a big tailgate, and we know how you know slowly but surely they all work their way into the uh, into the stadium. And the students had tweeted earlier about people being able to obviously touch King Tut's tomb like the players do before they walk in, so everyone gets the chance to do that. I mean, that's pretty cool. In and of itself, so yeah, I mean, it should be it should be a rocking day in Carbondale. We cannot wait for it. Everybody, go out and show up for two o'clock at the game, or be there for tailgate. However, which way you want to spend your early Saturday. So, so yeah, we will be looking forward to the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. We know they're a good team. They'll be coming in here looking to fight for their lives. So for Nick, no alerts. We will see you on Monday to preview this great game. Hopefully tomorrow. Until then, go dogs.